Welcome to Spiritually Guided, a podcast where we discuss all things spirituality, the human experience, intuition, psychic development, spirit guides, energy, and so much more goodness. I'm your host, Carla Myra, psychic and psychic development mentor, and I'm really happy that you are here with me today. Now let's dive in to today's episode. Hey you guys, how are you? Welcome back to another episode. Hope you guys have been well. I'm excited to have a little chit chat with you guys today on spiritual practices, but more specifically looking at it through a different lens. And so what I mean by that is really um, asking yourself if you are depending too much on your spiritual practices to the point where those practices are becoming a crutch or like you're depending on them to the point where it's being harmful or limiting you, taking you away from your power, things like that. So I'm going to dive into all of that today because it's super important. And actually the inspiration for today's topic came from something that I read a while back. There was this article that was talking about a woman who was saying that if she doesn't get her meditation in every single day, she feels like her day is already off to a bad start and she's completely thrown off balance and she feels like anxious and it really just like throws her off. And I know that she's not alone in this because I've seen in my own social media feeds people sharing that if they haven't pulled their oracle cards or their tarot cards in the morning, then their whole day feels really weird, that they just don't feel connected or grounded and that they have to pull cards. And I firmly believe that we shouldn't feel tied to spiritual practices or spiritual tools in a dependent way. These practices and these tools are meant to enhance our lives and they're not meant for us to become slaves to them. I actually want to share with you a couple of examples of what this dependency, what this attachment can look like. So let's dive in. One of the first examples that I have is the need to draw tarot cards or your oracle cards to get daily messages and tap into the energy for the day and see if there are any messages from your higher self, your spirit guides, etc. In and of itself, drawing cards is a very beautiful experience, receiving messages through divination cards is not only beautiful, but it's also a lot of fun. I know that there are so many themes out there and just like the art style is cute and like it's a really, it can be a really beautiful, fun experience. And I'm not saying that the issue is pulling cards to check in on the energy or any messages, guidance, etc. But when you feel like you need to draw cards every single freaking day or else you're completely thrown off. That to me speaks to dependency, to the attachment that I mentioned earlier. It speaks to me of disempowerment. And that's actually the case for all the things I'm going to share, all these examples. And I really, really wanted to talk about the disempowerment. So I'm going to come back to that. Okay, so my next example is maybe you like asking your pendulum for answers instead of trusting your own intuition. 
do you turn to pendulums? Yes, no, maybe so, don't know, need more information, etc. Whenever you have a question, I want you guys to be aware of that as well. Why are you depending on this tool instead of trusting your own intuition? And you might even say like, oh, no, well, I do trust my intuition, but sometimes, you know, I just want to double check. Totally get that. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the dependency. I need to do this. If I'm going to make, if I need to make a choice, if I need to make my next move, if I need to decide between these two things, oh my gosh, I need to go use my pendulum. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe you feel like you need to meditate daily to feel connected to source energy. And that if you aren't meditating, you aren't connected, and if you don't feel connected through meditation, then that throws you completely off, right? Or maybe you feel like you have to do EFT tapping, and that if you don't get your tapping in, then you can't work through a particular moment or a situation. So these are just some examples of what, depending on spiritual practices and spiritual tools can look like. I'd really encourage you to check in with yourself and see if there are any tools or practices that shifted from you initially doing them as a way to enhance your spiritual journey, your healing journey, your connection to your soul, connection to the divine, etc. To now, they're much more of a like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. If I don't do this, I just feel powerless. I feel so off center. I feel thrown off balance. Really check in with yourself and have an open and honest dialogue with yourself. That's the first step, having that awareness and that conversation. And allow yourself to see what all comes up and reasons that you may now be using these tools and practices as a crutch. See what comes up, journal on this, and... And don't judge yourself as you're going through this. Just let the first step be awareness, be an aha, be a very reflective type of first step. Okay, so I actually want to share a little story of my own experience with disempowerment. Years ago, I was a very, very shy, very insecure, very anxious very anxious little girl. And every time I shared this story, I realize I, that I say little girl often. And I think that's interesting. I think it's the first time I've really noticed that I say that often when I'm recalling this part of my life. Um, but I guess in essence, I, I did feel like I was a little lost, scared girl. I didn't know how to stand up for myself, how to vocalize what I wanted, what I needed how to create healthy boundaries, how to be okay with big emotions. And I certainly had no idea how to manage my emotions and the fears that came up. And so I vividly recall a working experience and the boss, she was someone who I felt very much our personalities didn't vibe. I had interned at the place years before I got brought in. And I really feel like having had that internship sort of scarred me because I saw how the owner treated the assistant slash agent who was at the front of the office. And she she was an agent in her own right, but she was also like the office assistant. And I just saw how much the owner mistreated her. 
spoke to her in a very rude, condescending way. It's sort of like she just didn't like her and she wasn't afraid to show that. And so when I started working there, I had this fear that came with me. And so I perceived the boss in a very like scary light, if you will. And so in my body, having seen what I saw, it, it sort of just stayed with me. And you mix that with me having <laughs> anxiety and being shy and, and, you know, everything that I shared couldn't stand up for myself, etc. It was a really, really bad combination. And this boss had a very strong personality. And yeah, she could be very rude. And we just never found our middle ground. I remember driving into work feeling so freaking anxious and scared that I would try to push away my anxiety or cover it up by saying these affirmations and these mantras or I would meditate in my car before I went into the office or when I got home, I would meditate and I would just... But I would meditate in a way where I basically wanted my meditation to wash away the anxiety, to just wash it all away, just like, okay you know, removing the anxiety, removing the anxiety. And I'm just going to bring in peace and love and peace and love into my energy. And I basically did that all the time. It was breathe in the love, exhale the negativity. And you know what? Let me create a bubble of protection. And so that was what I used at the time. That was (laughs) my, my tool for trying to work through this very difficult situation. I meditated with the goal of having the meditation protect me from experiencing fear and anxiety and the stress and the nervousness. I literally thought if I could just meditate every day and remove all these feelings and create my bubble to protect myself from these feelings, then I'll be all right. So I was using meditation as a shield and I really thought that if I didn't have this shield, I would only struggle more. I still struggled. I mean, you can't meditate away your problems. And so even though I was meditating, I was still dealing with all my big feelings and emotions and everything. And I thought, okay, but if I don't meditate, it's probably going to feel worse. So I'm going to continue doing this. So can you guys see how my meditation practice during this time began out of a fear? And because of this, I felt like I needed to meditate to get through my day. Meditation was no longer enhancing my life. It was becoming this crutch and it was keeping me in a very powerless situation because I didn't know how to handle all these feelings that were bubbling up within me and I didn't know how to communicate and speak up for myself. And you cannot heal your fear of speaking up, your fear of setting boundaries. You cannot heal working through your anger or your anxiety by meditating alone. And I learned that after months and months. (laughs) Actually, for those of you who don't know, I'm certified in emotional empowerment. And so throughout the course of that certification, I really learned what messages are anger, guilt, frustration, sadness, anxiety, what messages these feelings have for us. What are the gifts beneath these messages? And it helped me understand myself at a whole new level. And I was able to shift so much by actually having the awareness, putting things into practice, 
and no longer feeling like I had to meditate the pain away and that I had to meditate so that I could be covered in this beautiful bubble of protection. So I totally get where you're coming from if you have gotten to a point where you think you need spiritual practices to make you feel better, to make your day go right, and that if you aren't engaging in them, then, oh my gosh, things would be worse, or I can't do it without this XYZ practice tool. You know, I know where you're coming from. I've been there in my own unique way, and I really, really wanted to have this dialogue because, like I mentioned, if we rely on your tarot cards, if you are relying on your pendulum, if if you're relying on meditating the fear away, etc., you disempower yourself. You really disempower yourself because you are now putting the power in a tool outside of yourself. You are putting the power in a practice outside of yourself. And you're in essence saying, I'm not the one that's powerful. I'm not the one who has control of my life. It's it's this thing and it's this thing and I need this or else or else I just won't be in a good place. I really want that to sit with you guys. And I want to remind you of the fact that you have so much more power than cards or a pendulum or trying to meditate away the pain. Maybe you don't have all the tools right now. Maybe you are at a stage in your spiritual practice where you think you need these things. Like you legitimately think these things and you haven't yet realized how depending on them actually create a very disempowering type of relationship where you're the one who is disempowered. And not only are you disempowered, but you remove yourself from trusting your own intuition and the guidance that you have direct access to when you tune into your energy, when you tune into your power. And and that's something that I really wanted to talk about too, because if you feel like you always have to draw some cards or you always have to rely on a pendulum for answers, again, you're putting power in a different tool and you are then ignoring your own intuition and your own guidance and your own gut feelings. You may think that using these tools every day is the best thing to do and that the guidance that comes through from them is always right. But if you're always relying on these tools, how are you building that connection with your own intuition? How are you maintaining it? How are you continuing that trust? You can't do that if you're constantly relying on outside tools. If you're constantly thinking that these tools are the ones that are going to help you get through your day. Again, it's all about how how can they enhance your life? Because I'm not saying don't do these what I'm saying is don't do them to the extent where you feel you need them or else you're completely put off. So if you find yourself resonating with what I'm sharing in this podcast episode, then I want to share with you a couple of tips and tricks that I hope really help you start to shift the dynamic of this relationship so that you can go back to using these tools and practices in a healthy, empowering way that again enhances your life, your practice, your journey. So the first is to trust your intuition. Trust your intuition, become less dependent on messages from tarot, oracle, the pendulum, etc. 
And I actually have an episode, episode number four, where I dive deep into how you can decipher between your intuition and your ego. It's a really, really great episode. It's one of my favorites because I know that a lot of people struggle when it comes to differentiating between their ego and their intuition. And so I really hope that that episode is helpful for you. The second tip that I have for you is to do some mindset work. You need to be able to really believe in yourself, have the faith in yourself, confidence in yourself, that you can handle situations. Even if you didn't get your 10 minutes of meditating one morning. I firmly believe that an empowering journey is a combination of not only spiritual practices, but of mindset work, personal growth and development. And it's through a combination of all of this that we can really become our best selves in all areas of our lives. And the third tip that I've mentioned throughout this episode is to really start seeing these tools and these practices as a way to enhance your life and not as things that you need or else the world is going to end type of thing. And so I invite you to take a look at what your practice looks right now and see where you can make some shifts and changes. Maybe start by reducing the number of times that you pull cards in the morning or you take your meditation practice from seven days a week to five days a week. And also pay attention to what thoughts and feelings come up on the days that you're not doing these practices. And one question that I want you to ask yourself as you're going through through all of this is, am I doing this out of a need? Am I doing this out of a fear? Am I doing this because if I don't do this, I just won't feel right? See what comes up when you ask yourself that question and go from there. So again, to recap, I'm not saying to forego all of your spiritual tools and practices, but I am asking you to become more conscious of how you are using them. We have to truly comprehend that just because something might fall under the umbrella of spiritual, it doesn't mean that it can't have negative effects if you let that take you away from your power and if you become too dependent on it. Allow these tools to enhance your life. Use them, but just don't depend on them. All right, that's the message that I really wanted to share with you guys today. I really hope you guys find it helpful, that you find it useful. And if you know of anyone who could really benefit from what I've shared today, then please, please, please share the podcast with them. All right, you guys, I will catch you on the next episode. Talk to you later.